Now I'm saying I got some feedback that uh, people thought your uh, air mattress story was funny. Uh oh. So, okay, my nigga didn't get mad at me. I was like, I'm talking about this on the podcast, so I don't want this to be upsetting because that's what the hap- shit happened. Mm, uh, let me see if. Chef, are you getting a list together, or are you you just? Yeah, I'm getting I'm I'm getting a list together. That's why that's why we doing. Spice will be lately. Uh, you you want to get something off your chest? I do something to you. Uh, you called me a girl on the last podcast. Because <laughs> you're being mean, man. You, I'm not. not. Then I'm like, hey, man, you weren't here on time. And you're like, yes, I was. And, and we both know that's a lie. No, no, man. I'm trying to kick my cousin out the group for saying for posting. That's what shit. it is. Okay, I was wondering what it was. Okay, that's man, that's my favorite cousin, dog. Ooh, I tried to kick out the group. Hey, hey, a nigga always put favorite cousin. Why nigga always put what's really wrong like third on the list. He never oh. leave with what's really wrong. That's like when a nigga asked him for something, he called me. I bet what's up with you, man? Like how your mama, man? Shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, can I borrow? <laughs> Set up questions be crazy. Right. <laughs> Niggas come with burying the lead. I didn't try to kick anybody out. Hey, man, so I, I saw Ryan DeSantis was down in uh, Orlando last <laughs> week, man. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, billionaires going to space and shit. You know, yeah, man. Cool, cool. What's up with you, though? <laughs> nah, man, you know. <laughs> right? That's two set up questions. <laughs> two, two, two teed up questions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nigga back to the coach right. that brought the ball in and he like <laughs> right <laughs> nigga build the church yeah man man but what I really called you about man is so <laughs> man the job fucked up man shit ain't real shit <laughs> <laughs> boy I tell you it's always so <laughs> what <laughs> respect this is chef and as always when listening to our podcast uh, be sure to tell us you like our podcast um also are you following us on social media we're on uh instagram we're on facebook we're even on twitter i don't know how much we tweet but we're on twitter um with all at with all due respect with a k check us out um follow us 
Uh, we have plenty of links um, to kind of direct you to where our podcast can be found. Uh, you can subscribe to us on um, Anchor and show us some love. So, you know, you got options, y'all. I noticed we haven't had a lot of comments lately uh, or likes or any of that shit. So, you know, check us out. It's episode 140. We made it into the 140s, even though we're probably really at like 165. Gentlemen, I'll tell you what we're going to do, right? We're going to record a drop for you. And you can I just like rec- doing this. I like this to be like kind of like natural. No, nah, we should probably not have this be organic anymore. We're going to we're going to record <laughs> a drop that you can record with all of the ads and leave a comment. Not the tell us you like us stuff. And you'll we'll push play on that. And then all you got to say is welcome to with all the respect, gentlemen. <laughs> I, I, re- I like that idea a lot. Boom. But, but but everyone got their whole thing that they get to say, and that was my that was my thing. You still get to say it. You still get to say it. It's just gonna be recorded. You made me feel bad. Now look at his face. Never mind. First of my favorite cousin. Now that it's again. <laughs> well, you keep blaming me. I said this like two podcasts podcasts ago, man. Don't blame on the people that didn't cut you, man. I, it's not me. I know. I'm not gonna cry. Well, with the white voice, what up? For you, Five thousand North South Florida. It's your boy J Joe. She lives in my lap. Sounds good, man. That's what's up. All right, man. So, how's everybody been? What's been going on with everybody? I know we, um, you know, turned around this week. We had a podcast last week. We doing it again this week. That's what's up. Round of applause if somebody had that. God damn, yeah, you man. just saw me plug the shit in. God damn. <laughs> we only been talking for like 45 minutes. Are you, are you got a board? Nah, I do not have a board. We Yeah, we have a board, but it's currently... Yeah. Uh, hey, man, tough question. There we go. Woo! I was like, what you plugging in? I thought nah, you were doing that shit off your phone or something. I, I am. That's the board, okay? Damn, you, this, people don't like to know how the sausage is made, man. You never do that. Some people it's like to big, know how the sausage is made. I just thought we were getting the technology because you said you're plugging some shit. My bad. You know what I'm saying? But what's going on with you, Wood? Oh, man. I actually have a question for for uh, for you guys. It's not anything that had to do with my day, but y'all saw the, the Mount Rushmore of Florida rappers shit? I saw that. that was saw posted. That I gotta, yeah. I gotta ask, especially my four niggas who was on the show, man. So four niggas who was on your Mount Rushmore of Florida rappers. You, you can go first, Chef. Um, Luke, Chef is from Indiana. Here's the thing. Oh, wow. I mean, just, just no, see, this is when we get topics and topics and topics. I don't understand why you didn't go with five thousand first, and then Indiana's like, going Florida difference order. Indiana's a suburb of Florida. It, it kind of is, but we'll get, we'll get into that. It's Midwest, so, Florida? Go ahead. Sorry. That's where everybody goes. Um, but so it's uh, for me, it is Luke, Trick Daddy, um, Rick Ross, and um, T Pain. Okay. Hmm. I would say, um, I would say Luke. Trick, Ross, and uh, uh, Plaza JT Money. And Plaza JT Money were on the on on the quad box that was posted. 
on Facebook. Yeah, and, I, and so really, that's what I was about to say, because I saw it and it was like some my issue with the list was that some of the shit that people were saying, taking off and putting on like that shit was that shit was crazy. Man. I'm sure you about to tee it up. I mean, I mean, to me, it just outside of Luke and Trick, it was just lacking that Florida. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Rick Ross, but I mean, he's to me, he's like he's a regular rapper that raps about Florida. Like, I would have liked to have seen like a Quad City DJs or something on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Jam Pony, something Florida. It's a Florida Mount Rushmore. It's not. A rapper right. around Mush Rush around damn. It's not a rapper Mount yeah. Rushmore about rapper about rap. Florida. You know what I'm saying? Not a rapper rap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like if I wanted to know what Florida music sound like, would I take these four niggas and be like, this is what Florida music sounds like? Well, I thought I thought you said Mount Rushmore of Florida rappers, because now when you talk about Jam Pony and all that and shit, I put bigger rankings. Yeah, let's bring it to Tennessee. Like, bring it to Tennessee. I'm about to say, like, my fucking, <laughs> I lived in Florida just as much as long as than most of these niggas on here. Um, so first of all, I think it was a Mount Rushmore of Miami rappers. So that's why those people were oh. up there. That wasn't Florida. That was, was Miami. It? Oh, okay. All right. So in, in that case, I didn't know Plows was from Miami. My bad. Who? I didn't know Plaza was from Miami. Plaza wasn't on there. That's what I'm saying. People got it. I think people got it twisted. Uh, so it was Luke, JT Money, uh, Trick Daddy, and they were like, who should be the last person? So in Miami, oh. it would be definitely Rick Ross. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, now, if you're going to do Florida rappers, I would do Luke. I would do the same list that uh, Chef said. Because yeah, nobody, nobody respected T-Pain. Well, and if we're just saying a Mount Rushmore of Florida, I mean, I think you have to put T-Pain on there. Because he really started off with a Florida sound. I mean, as he got bigger, he had his own sound. But he would still, if you listen to like a whole T-Pain album, definitely had like his sound very Floridian. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I still I fuck agree. with T-Pain. But I mean, I heard people trying to take off JT money to bitch eyes, and I, I ain't really fuck with that. You know what I'm saying Poison Clan, you know what I'm saying? Y'all don't know about that. Y'all young. <laughs> JT money. Like, if you were, like, I know, like, if he's from Miami around that time, man, like, JT money was like the, like, too short was to Oakland, nigga, to the base. So. Yeah, if it was a Miami list, JT Money stays on. He just added it, Ross. Like, I mean, I think that's pretty easy. So the quad box that I see says the Florida Mount Rushmore, not the Miami Mount Rushmore. So if there's a Florida Mount Rushmore and it's all Miami niggas, that just doesn't seem like a Florida Mount Rushmore. Like, you forgot Central Florida and North Florida as if they don't have their own Florida music. I mean, Central Florida ain't really got shit but Smiles and South Star. Shout out to them now. No, it's like no, Tampa no, Tony and no shit like out. that. No shout out to them. No shout out to Smiles oh. and South, South Star. No. Oh. You got the whole. You, you got the whole. The, the whole Tampa scene. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Tampa has its own. Uh, Orlando ain't got shit though. Boy, they gonna. Boy, <laughs> you know you gotta live there. Um, so. I say it all the time. Tampa. <laughs> so you, you, you have Tampa Tony and Kaya and, and 
That's what I'm saying. Like, what other big Florida rappers is it? I guess you got a point. Uh, the dude, the paralyzed dude, he, he he lived down the street from my um where my my wife was born. Like my uh, wife's family, like knows his family. Jay Green, that nigga was like a big deal there before he got killed. I mean, most Florida rappers are big deals. Somebody yeah. from that's one thing about a Florida rapper now. He gonna die. That nigga, that nigga got him. He yeah. got him. Oh, yeah. I tell you, Bumpy Johnson at uh, West Palm Beach. Listen, y'all know about Bumpy Johnson. Hey, that nigga was go to Palm Beach. They gonna say that nigga's the truth. That nigga can rap though. Why are you playing? I be looking on Spotify. I heard Papa Duck. Yeah. Hold on, what's, what song does he have? Because you sent me that when I was trying to make a, a Florida list. Pop it up? Yeah. Oh, I, I can't. I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, man. It was I don't so- remember sending you that, though. I don't know what song y'all would have sent. Maybe what Pop it up? Where, uh, where Ball Greasy from? What, who? Ball Greasy? Ball yeah, Greasy. Ball Greasy. He's from Miami, I think. Ball Greasy kind of need to be up there, too, though. First of all, Ball Greasy is probably one of the best Florida rap names. It's it's, it's up there. Like he might be the best. What's buddy name? Um, Haitian buddy. Um, what's that nigga name? Kodak. Kodak Black. Uh, he he's not good, but niggas like him though. Kodak Black actually is good, but niggas. Yeah. Like, I'm I, I might just be too old. Be fucking with Kodak Black. What? <laughs> I might be too old, too old to be fucking call that black. Why can't I talk right now? Shit. Hey, boy. We st- <laughs> Fuck you, Wood, for starting the podcast off with a Florida music uh, breakdown. Hey, man. It deserves it, though, man. And I actually went down a Florida music rabbit hole, man. And Florida, Florida music doesn't get its flowers, man. Oh, it did Not at all. I'm only in Florida, yeah. You're right. Okay. Well, Until a nigga like Drake steals it and makes that shit, you know what I mean? Bounce that shit like whoa. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, man. Go ahead. What's going on with you, JJ? Oh, hey, man. Uh <laughs> spent so much time on there. Uh <laughs> so, some, something I something I like and something I hate. Uh something I like <laughs> is uh, what? Uh, what? What do you mean? What I say? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, so uh something that I that I've been uh, finding myself listening to is the Texas bee lady, the lady who goes and removes all the bees from like random shit in Texas. Uh, she has one of the most, uh, it's not even a soothing voice, but if you never heard her, she's like, then I took the bees. I made sure that the bees were fine before I took it. And like, just <laughs> now I went through a fucking Texas bee removing rabbit hole. And it's just rabbit hole. Um, I don't know. Just relaxing. What should I say? Uh, I think I was proper. Um, yeah, no, I said it right, but I, that's not what I meant. I meant um, like a beehive. Rabbi hole. That's a rabbi hole. That's a hell of a hell of a Pornhub category. Speaking of Pornhub, so I talked about squirting last podcast, man squirting, and I've been getting a lot of questions. Asking if I was milked and no, uh, milking and squirting are two different things. So, hey boy, uh, milking is a vibe though. Huh? From like what's watching that shit, like the videos, it seemed like it's like a vibe where you have this table. It's where you have the table, right, with the hole in the bottom. 
No, 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 I didn't know what that was. Milking is a vibe. I'm glad you're on the podcast to talk about this and not like in mixed company. Right. Know, telling people you get milked. <laughs> right. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if it being on the podcast is better. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if you said that shit in passing. Like, just like some random shit, like you was in line with a nigga at a fucking football stadium or something. And nigga was talking about that shit, like, nigga, milking is a vibe. And then y'all niggas just went y'all separate ways right. forever. Right. <laughs> well, that nigga don't want to be my friend because nigga be like, is a vibe. Man, I met this nigga. Remember that one, one time we met that nigga at the game, dog? <laughs> like, 20 years from now, niggas still be talking about it. Oh, uh, man. So. No, I didn't. I didn't get milked. Um, I talk about oh, something that I hate. Oh, just the the fucking. Uh, it's time for the torculator song. Like I hate that. It's fucking like one of the I guess summer songs that we're gonna keep saying with girls on boats, just because it, for whatever reason I don't know why they didn't use the actual percolator beat and it just bothers me every time I hear it. I don't think they got cleared for it. Well, they should have just changed the fucking song because it's. Can we talk about? I don't like. Do y'all fuck with the city girls? I don't. I don't know if I fuck with them like that. I don't think it's for us to fuck with. Right. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because I was like, I guess it's because I don't fuck with it. Okay. That's, cool. That's hot girl summer music. I thought I was fine with that, that as a concept, but I, I'm starting to think maybe I'm not. I mean, it's okay. It's cool, but you know. Between this and, and women liking songs about robbing niggas, I'm 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 becoming more and more disenchanted. So I mean, so, how, how do you feel about all like I mean, current not previous but current like female hip hop? I mean, cause that's really what it's all about. Like, how much Meg Thee Stallion can you take at a time? I can't take any. I don't think I've listened to a full album. I, I think I like going to her Instagram. And that's the extent of like my participation. But I don't necessarily like listen to the albums. Yeah. Cardi B, Cardi B is Cardi B the same way. Even though Cardi B got yeah. some tracks, I like I like a lot of the production. I think Cardi B could act. Here's the thing: some of, like Cardi B could rap. I don't even think I think even old girl from the city girl JT could rap. But that don't. I don't like it. Though. I just don't want to get robbed over and over in a song. Go ahead, JJ. Yeah, don't don't talk about robbing me. <laughs> But Meg can, the problem is Meg can like really like rap rap. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, what is it in acting when you, uh, she typecast herself mm -hmm. or she pigeonholed herself to the point where it's like she got all her fame from twerking and pussy songs that now I guess the label's just pushing like, hey, this is what they want to hear. This is what they want to hear. Same to me with like when music came out with love and and when John Legend, like they're gonna ballot you to death. Like John Legend's first album was like banging. Music's first album was banging, but once they got that like ballot, that fucking ballot fame, that's all the fuck you hear from them now. Like it's time for her. Shit. It's time first for her to do. Hall of right. Yeah, she needs like a that. heavy feature, a heavy hey. feature Mia X type album. Mia X, Gangsta Boo type album. 
leave the ass shaking out of it maybe one song for the single but the rest is just straight hip-hop oh man and shout out to mac like mac is out of jail out. we haven't even yeah. we didn't even mention that he's like one of my probably top three favorite uh low low limit Whew. no limit uh Rappers, man, with one of the best No Limit albums. Can we uh, talk about cult classics like that? Like it's, Shell, it's, Shop. Shell Shock Shell is probably it, I can't think of a more cult classic than that album. Hey, man, shout out to Mac. Shout hopefully one day you. I'll hopefully I'll see that nigga in the uh, grocery store or something. Yeah, like if you play Shell Shock at a club every, and just find the niggas who bob their heads, them niggas you either gotta worry about or them real niggas, one of the two, but if a nigga probably both probably both but if a nigga don't know the words to any of the shell shot songs throw that nigga back yeah shell shot that was uh definitely a great album so how you doing 5000 ah uh, man doing great um last week it was after we recorded though um had a work anniversary that just uh, kind of came and went. I think I talked about it on here before. Like we used to get a little catalog. You could choose a gift for like different service anniversaries. But um, I think that's in the past now. So. Can we talk about your work anniversary? Because I saw it on LinkedIn. I mean, and usually you'd be like, "Oh man, my man been there for like four years. That's good shit. He been there five years. That's awesome." Your number was kind of impressive. Oh yeah. So been at the same job uh, thirteen years now, but. <clears throat> That stems from, um, that's what I saw growing up. Like both of my parents retired 30 plus years. Like a bunch of people in my family like worked at the same place and retired with 30 plus years. So that was kind of always a mentality that I kind of had. And um, I haven't really jumped around a lot. So part of me kind of wishes I did some of that earlier in my career, but I had other stuff going on that I kind of couldn't. So I don't know. It's worked. So, uh, yep, 13 years. It's a blessing to be able to work somewhere 13 years, man. Like, like congratulations is not, you know what I'm saying? It's not just a, a plutonic thing, man. It's a blessing to be able to work somewhere 13. You've, you've been able to stay yeah. in these motherfuckers at least to the point where you haven't left for right. 13 years, bro. That's that's impressive. Right, right. Yeah. It was a couple times that shit got to be touch and go, but that was really because of like other people. It wasn't because of my job. It was like a couple of my coworkers um, that I ran across over the years. And ironically, one of the dudes left and he came back like a year or two ago. And I just found out like by happenstance. And um, yeah, like that dude, I don't fuck with him at all. So anywho though, yeah, that's it. Uh, other than that, we were supposed to be like locked down with a hurricane or whatever. So that came and went. Um, fortunately, nothing, well, I ain't gonna say nothing too major. In my area, we didn't really have anything too bad, but a tornado did touch down in town, like on the south side. So, um, yeah, like the city itself, we were pretty fortunate, but yeah. Um, couple of areas were kind of hit hard. How do you feel about the the recent straw poll? I know this is the Florida episode. How do you feel about the recent straw poll that Ron DeSantis came in number two for the Republican poll for the presidential nomination in 20, what is it, 24? 
whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I personally don't care for Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I hope but, not. I hope not. Uh, I hope not. Yeah. <clears throat> but um that shit don't really matter what I think. Like he has the pub machine behind him. Like he basically mimics all Trump's moves, so Trump is basically gonna well, Trump ain't gonna bless him for president, but or if Trump decides not to run or whatever, like if if a pathway is clear that gets Trump out of the way, DeSantis is probably gonna have his blessing. Like he's basically like Trump Jr. If he wins, you gotta put that knee on the Mount Rushmore with JT Money. You know it's already a Trump Jr. Yeah. Trump he's like the political political Trump Jr. without the what? But I, I hate oh man, Ron DeSantis. I hate that dude. Uh, like he he just be standing there looking stupid all the time. Like he just look like fucking doofus. Like the shit he does is so fucking obvious. Like when he, he I know recently he came up with um executive order or something to effect saying that uh if you like basically saying colleges can't like make their students liberal like they're gonna poll students and make sure they haven't become radicalized liberals basically when most of the time when a, a college student goes when a student goes to college they they open their minds up to different ways of thinking and they do become more liberal um, but he's trying to block that. So he's basically saying if there's a change or a shift in the way the student's mind is, they'll get defunded. That's a critical race theory stuff, but let's not talk about that because I don't like black people right now. So I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is directly <laughs> that. So for sure, I, I can dig it. Um, all right. Oh, oh, what's going on with you, Chef? Hey, man, I'm good. Um, oh, I thought I thought Chef was second. My bad. Go ahead, Chef. How you doing, man? Hey, how you great, doing, man? man? I'm great, man. I had a week off of work. Um, my company, my new company, uh, gives us a summer break and a winter break, which is a blessing. You never know you need it till it happens. So I had I took the whole week off. I mean, I was in D.C. obviously for a little bit. Now our listeners know about that. But the rest of the time I spent sleeping and it was really great. I rested, um, worked on my, my fitness. Well, I even lost two more pounds. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So I'm happy about Ooh, that. Round of applause. Nice. Even though I ate all that delicious barbecue at Woodhouse, man, I was worried about that particular week because some delicious food in D.C., but I still ended up losing two more pounds, so um, still on on the path. Um, hopefully, I'll get to the 240s by the end of this month. Um, definitely getting smaller, so. You seem to really um, like this new company, man. Are you, uh, we think, in 13 years? I would love to be. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would love to be with the company um, as long as um, five thousand been with um, with this company. So that's. I mean, that's the goal. It's just a matter of. I'm kind of jaded, so my situation's different in that. My father was with the same company, pretty much from he from when he left Fam. So he he, he was with that company from when he left Fam, and then. They just let him go because he got he was sick and they just let him go because he just wasn't performing the same because he was wasn't well. But he's with the company at that point for it's like twenty five years at that point. 
You know what I'm saying? So I was jaded. So my whole thing was I'm not, I'm never going to be loyal to a company because they aren't loyal to you. So that was my point of view. Um, and, and it's true to a degree, but you do want to be somewhere and have those type of relationships and, and be somewhere for the long haul. And I do like where I am right now. I'm not going to say nothing. Like you seem happy. Man. You seem very happy, man. I am happy. I'm not, I can't complain about this. Like, it, like everyone just like treats you right. You know what I'm saying? Which is all you really want. And and that's all I really want. So you yeah, want one out of the I'm office. Pretty content. Hmm? Huh? What'd you say? What what? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I said, did you rub one out at the office yet? <laughs> um the office is here. I'm I'm here. So yes. Oh, so you have rubbed one out at the office. Okay. Absolutely. Remember that day he said he got stressed out on the conference call? <laughs> got butt ass? <laughs> he got hot. He said he got hot. <laughs> it's interesting though because I'm actually going to meet people next week I got um, invited to a leadership summit so I'm going to actually meet people in real life for the first time you know since I've been with this company I hope they're not surprised I'm black are you going there as a leader or are you going there to meet leaders I'm, I'm apparently a leader Who knew? nice so nice. I was like oh okay and it's like so our training facility is here in town so I don't have to I could just come home every night instead of like staying on campus. But I heard the campus is actually kind of sweet. Anytime you go to a campus, it's going to be sweet because bitch is the campus. Yep. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I guess they have a hotel and a fitness center. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to take advantage of the amenities while I'm there. Definitely sweet. I'm right. telling you, man, that's not commonplace. Right. The campus. Yeah. They said it's like hella sweet. So I'm going to check it out. But I ain't going to, I'm going to stay in my house though. That's what you say now, right? You right. Get your get get your keys anyway, just in right. case. You just yeah, in case around. you need if to get the room to is sweet, I might fuck with it. I might be. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you keep inching closer and closer. No, nah, I'm not fucking with that shit. Nah, but that shit kind of sweet though. That shit got like three world class soccer fields. I mean, I don't know. I might fuck around with it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna stay at my house. Right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna get my key, and if the room is sweet, then. Right. Fuck it, I'm gonna just stay. <laughs> yeah, like some Michelin star chefs right. in that bitch. I guess I'm gonna go ahead and give me a little something to eat in that All bitch. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna... Might delete later. I don't know. I don't know. That's what's up. But um all right then, let's get into the now see how it's good, man. That's why that's why we do the how you doing. Like we really got into it. It's thirty speak, fucking man. minutes. It's thirty fucking right. minutes of talking about thirty Fucking minutes of superior content, man. Check us sh- out. Shooting the shit. <laughs> this shit, man. But um, yeah, so uh wanted to get into before we got into like, you know, the real shit, like uh I wanna talk about white people acting up this week. I, I and I don't want to say it's racist because it's not. But white folks been showing their natural ass this week. There's been a few You scenarios. didn't omit this? Yeah, that was this is the lead? This is I thought we uh, omitted that. I thought we were just like I don't remember the omission, but we can omit it. <laughs> right. We didn't say that. We did say that. Go ahead. <laughs> now I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't admit it, but I was just like, all right, we can do it. Yeah, we, we admitted it. Like, now nah, we got enough. <laughs> go with the list. Oh, well, let's go with the list and fuck it. Let's go with yeah. some positive. Fuck these motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, so first, I'll start with something positive since we're gonna toss out. Fuck that white folks. A black girl. No, won- I, did, I didn't. I didn't. Stop raising. 
<laughs> a black girl won the the um, script spelling bee. How are you going to be racist against our own people? You say a black girl? A black girl? <laughs> I'm happy she won. I know, like, but you can't refer to her as a black girl. A sister, a, a, a young black princess, a young queen won the script spelling bee. Shout out to Zayla Avant Garde from Harvey, Louisiana. Which is New Orleans. New Orleans. So yeah. shout out to her. She won um, the script spelling bee for spelling the word uh, Mariah, which is apparently a genus of trees. And uh, yeah, I never, I never heard of that. But she even made a little joke about it. Like it's like, is there a famous comedian associated to this? These trees, you know, referring to Bill Murray. Because that's how you spell it, but you know, you know. So props to her for even just infusing humor. You mean when uh, they like ask for like uh, the origin of the word, or can you yeah, use it in the sense? Yeah. That's what she said. Yeah. So she yeah. shined, she shined she a little like bit. Fucking with him because she already knew. She already knew she had it. She was shining. Okay. Yeah, she was shining. That's funny. I fuck with it. Yeah. So she. Um, so she won. Uh, she uh, like so it's it's a big deal, obviously, because I mean, first African American. So first person, like first African-American to win the spelling bee period. So that's a big deal in and of itself. But secondly, like it's been a huge celebration. She was at the um, SBs. Um, she uh, also like if you go to, if you went to Google, I think you can still do it now. If you go to Google and, and Google her name, like confetti pops up in the word. Mariah comes up with hella bees and shit. Like it's like a, you know, it's a big deal, obviously. So um props to this young lady. She also, a few other things. She got a, she got offered a full ride to LSU off rip. Uh, apparently she's like a hooper. Like so she had hella um Guinness Book of World Records um for like like multiple dribbling multiple balls at the same time. Um she's like an A phenom. Like she's supposed to be really sweet at, at hooping. I know they said that she she says she wants to hoop at Harvard. So you know, props to her, you know what I'm saying? Congratulations. Is that like she's sweet outside of football? Basketball? Well mm, they were good at basketball women's basketball. No, they're they're really they're really good at baseball. Well, 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 all right. So out, right, so outside of things that involve athletics. Oh, academically. Academically, what what they got at LSU is like architecture school. Like, what do they do? What, what's big at LSU? Again, football. Um, <laughs> Go Tigers! That's the answer. Okay. Oh shit! No, for real, is that's it? There's nothing really good at LSU. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a yeah, state I don't know. school. I mean. What was what was sweet at FSU? FSU, FSU is not a good. It's not really one of the better schools. Not in the a, state. No, 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 no. FSU's got a good. They have an engine. They got an engineering. Was, they got a really good aerospace program. Um, yeah, definitely the engineering school. I heard the film schools. I didn't yeah. hear about the film school. Yeah. Okay. So I typically, there's something associated with the school. Like, oh, they do mining. Like Penn State is a big mining school or whatever the fuck it is. Like, what the fuck do they do at LSU? Sure Football. Track. Go Tigers. Uh, but no, that shit was sweet. I mean, usually when you see uh the spelling bee, you see a lot of kids who look like that's all they do is uh academia. Mm-hmm. Academia, whatever however you want to uh pronounce it. But the fact that she's like cold in basketball, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like she's nigga, she can hoop hoop, you know what I'm saying? And um, when they were asking her about the whole spelling bee, she was like, 
Oh yeah, it's just something I want to kind of try out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like when she started two years ago and, and won that bitch. Like the second year she tried it. Um, I think she's just one of those people that use uh, more percentage of their brain than everybody else does. She's a uh, smart she, man. She's- yeah, but I think it like she's using more brain than we are. So whereas like those other spelling bee kids, you can see they look awkward as fuck you know what i'm saying and she's taking motherfuckers to the hole and dropping dimes nigga like and when they asked her like shit that she wanted to do like she did she had like a whole list like oh you know i might like i'm into fucking brain surgery and all types of shit and everything she said i was like oh yeah she do that shit oh yeah she do that shit she want to quit harvard oh she do all that shit like the fact that you can dribble like eight basketballs and ride a unicycle at the same time and jump like jump off and hit like a 20 foot jumper. It's like you cold. So I think her parents must have known something. I think her dad named her avant guard. Uh, Cause he just knew that like, like, I think her last name is guard, but he put the avant on it to make her name avant guard. So they probably knew something. I don't know. An angel must've whispered in their mama ear. something like this child about to be special, but I, I hate if she has any siblings. Cause like what you do if you her little sister, you gotta do oh. drugs and party. Like that's what you gotta yeah, do. You, you do have to do drugs and party, y'all. Like you can't compete, so you gotta go the other way. Yeah, like Bill Clinton's brother. That Basically. It? That's what he did. Basically. Anyways. Uh-huh. I think, uh, today. Yeah, I think that shit is great. Uh, and then she won it. And like y'all said, like the fact that she's also an athlete, among um, uh, other things, lets you know that it's kind of be it's uh cool to be smart and do other stuff because for some reason I feel like now kids are more prone maybe to think like it's not cool to be smart because they're okay with making poor grades and not doing that well from what I can tell so I think it's uh it's really cool yeah yeah I mean it's it's a good look um and I mean you know I think once she gets to LSU, she has the opportunity to get. She's not going. To she's LSU. not going to LSU, dog. Stop like trolling. Oh yeah, she's going to Harvard. I'm tripping. But either way, she 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 get money for or an HBCU or an HBCU. Now she might. Well, yeah. well, Southern gave well, Southern she, gave her a date. Like it's like at the college, like Southern University, they have. Uh, what does they do at Southern? I'm fucking with you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Marching bands. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to the swag, man. Shout out to the swag for sure. But um, either way, she has the opportunity to get hella sponsorships once she gets to the league and uh, gets to college and and plays and you know Harvard. She can do all sorts of sweet ass commercials and get get the bag. She obviously has a personality for it. So, um, speaking of athletes getting paid. I know we didn't cover this last week, but the NCAA is now officially paying athletes, and that shit is breaking out like gangbusters. I'm very happy to see it. It's gonna get ugly. Hey, man. <laughs> I, 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 I could be tripping. I feel like it's gonna get ugly, y'all. The, the, so what? the tax man cometh. Like, Ugh. bruh. Like, these niggas don't know shit about paying a tax nowhere. They're about to take. There's about to be shady money that gets found. There's about to be legit money that gets found that is not paid taxes on. Some of these niggas is about to go to jail, like straight up. Like you can't take a country nigga off the 
or out of fucking like out of these bayous in Louisiana, give him five hundred thousand dollars or two twenty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars and expect him to go on TurboTax at the minimum. And tur- I don't even know if tur- I don't even think TurboTax will even deal with that type of money. And file your taxes like that's not going to fucking happen. These niggas is going to jail. These niggas not going to see the league because they're in jail for tax evasion. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think that students will stay in school longer now that they're getting paid? So a lot of times they would go to the league because they were like, well, shit, I don't want to trick off whatever contract I'm going to get because I might get hurt this season. So if I have $2 million in sponsorships, I can get my mama out the out the muck and move her into the suburbs. Am I going to stay an extra year, two extra years to get that championship or get that education? Yeah, because the market is going to scale. So, I mean, if, you, if we're talking about like Chapel Hill basketball or some shit, Duke basketball or something like that. And this dude, and, 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 I, and JJ, to your point, I think you're going to see it when kids are about to make that decision. You got a one and done who's like, I'm about to go to the league. And they're going to be like, look, man, we'll give you, we'll give you, what, what's your salary going to be next year? Okay, two and a half mil, we'll give you that. NFL player, what do you rate it as? Third round player? Oh, you only going to make 300000 a year. We'll give you that. You know what I'm saying? I think you're going to see the top. The top, it's not going to change, right? The top, you know, top 10, top 15 picks or whatever, the blue chip players are going to go. Because they're not going to, you know, they're going to go make the money. But I think you're going to see the mid-tier players stay in the league, um, continue to live the college life. You don't have no pressure. Still be big man on campus. No, still listen, make the money. You, you on campus and rich, bitch? Ooh. It's, it's, it's a win-win situation oh, for the Come colleges. On. Because they'll, give, they'll be able to retain the talent. They'll be able to get that revenue from them players. So it's a win for them. But to Wood's point, some fucked up shit gonna happen with this money. Oh yeah, yeah. and these girls gonna start getting pregnant again. Oh, absolutely. Remember, remember? <laughs> no, like, like in my day, like chicks would be like, "All right, I'm gonna try to get pregnant by an athlete." That was before, like, like OnlyFans, and I can get this, you know, whatever. I can be Instagram famous. But now, like, you got a nigga who's 22, like, standing. Well, he ain't staying in the dorm no more, but in a in a small ass city, whatever. College town you're in, Tallahassee or whatever. Oh man, I can half the niggas or three quarters of the niggas on this podcast will wear condoms, but never have. So I'm just can just imagine the odds of like getting pregnant. Like insurance is about to go up too. Cause these cats is paying like now they don't have no money, but they'll say like, let me insure my knees for like five million dollars. But the premium is going to be low because the insurance companies know these jokers ain't got no motherfucking money. You know what I'm saying? Either an agent will front that or something. But, bro, you just got paid $3 million from fucking Dark Cars fucking Ford or whatever it is. Run me my motherfucking premium. Like, them premiums is about to go up. Like, this whole shit is about to change. They're about to realize that now, because when you're in college, you get a lot of shit for free. And you don't put a dollar amount on that. But you get a lot of shit for free. But now that you have money, Catch is not going to give you that shit for fucking free. I'm not going to give you a free fucking F-150. That nigga just gave you three mil. Bitch, buy the truck. Pretty much. I mean, there's like there's a lot of 
And that's why that shit ultimately happened. It wasn't like, oh, we we care so much about the students. This is, this has been in place for years and years. It's never been about student athletes. It's been about once they did like the business case, they're like, oh, this is a win-win for everybody, really. Mostly not for these motherfuckers, but we we gonna win. And they saw the benefit, and that's why it passed. Niggas want to make this shit seem like it's something so altruistic. It's not. That's not the case. It's really about capitalism. Motherfuckers getting their pockets fat, and that's what's going to happen. Well, Props it, to y'all, so, I guess. Somebody brought up a good point. What happens when a college player makes more money than the college coach? Mm. Oh, that's definitely going to happen. I mean, yeah, if you're sweet enough, that shit coming. Well, I mean, what is that? Can a player in college be sweeter than a coach? I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. At a at a power five type of school, you know what I'm saying? Like we're talking like Alabama and you know, LSU. Can a player be sweeter than a coach? What do you mean sweeter? Like, is there a player whose production while he's there more important than the coach? Because the coach because yes. the coach recruits. Yeah. The coach recruits yeah. and brings in multiple different classes, right? right? The coach is what gives you 10, 15, 20 years of success, ideally. The player can't do that. The player is only going to give you two years of production, probably. If, if he's that good, if he's that good, a player is only going to give you two years of production. Is that going to beat the coach? Yeah. And this is going to be a bad example because I'm a I'm about to talk about a legendary coach, but those two things that you discussed just kind of fit hand in glove. Take Georgetown, John Thompson. He gets Patrick Ewing. He gets the Kimbe Matumbo. He gets Alonzo Mourning. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you can get players and then that gets the ball rolling. Florida State. You get Dion and Sammy Smith and those guys during that time frame. Then that kind of builds up the profile. Then you get you your Leroy Butlers, your Charlie Wars, all these kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? And then it snowballs. Now it's like, oh, Bobby Bowen, Florida State. Hey, everybody, we're going to Tallahassee. And so you see that happen all the time. Um, It's probably easier to happen in basketball, but football, too, you see it. Like You get them a couple of players to put that shit on the map, and then more people want to go. True. Right, well, we'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm hoping for the best for these young men, but I don't know, man. Young niggas, I mean, shit, I'm I'm just getting decent at handling my taxes, so we'll see. Godspeed then. Pay your taxes, country boys. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of, of taxes, you know what rhymes with taxes? Vaxes. <laughs> Nuts and all right, all right. So, um, so last week, as we were potting, uh, Juvenile um, released Vax that thing up, which is a play on his uh, classic "back that ass up." So, apparently, there's this dating app that sponsored. Him creating the song, it was with him. I think he had, yeah, Mia X on there. Yeah, it was him, Mia X, and, who, uh, and Manny Fresh, and Manny Fresh. 
um, doing this um, doing this uh, rendition of backside ass up to promote their dating website. I guess their premise was um, niggas can't be dating and fucking if if you if you ain't vaccinated, um, which I would beg to differ because niggas is doing it. Uh, check Atlanta, uh, but these so they they create a new version of it. It's, shit was whack. Shit, shit was weak. I, I mean, that's my opinion. Y'all might fuck with it. Um, but I understand the premise of trying to promote niggas getting vaccinated. Understanding, like, we have, I think, 9% of the num- numbers I saw were 9% of black folks um, have been vaccinated, at least with the first dose. Understanding that we're 13% of the population. That was better than I expected, honestly. So let's put some respect on the fact that this song was recreated based on a song that was put out, what, 22 years ago? Yeah, you're right. Let's put some respect on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I was riding in my car listening to... um, Vax that ass up. No, absolutely not. Um, I don't. I don't listen to the radio really. Um, CNN. I listened to CNN, and they were talking about vax that ass up, and they had juvenile on Bill Gates's. I'm sorry, Al Gore's motherfucking CNN talking about vax that ass up, and I'm like, wow, like juvenile does not belong on CNN, but he's on fucking CNN. You know what I'm saying about this song that he did for vaccines, and I, what did he say? He was promoting the song. He was talking about the song, and they were asking him about you know, well, you know, who wrote this and who wrote that. And Drew was like, "Oh, well, you know, uh, they gave me some theirs, but you, you feel me? I went and you know added my own little spin on it." So he was talking about. So how he if made it was juvenile, he probably would say, "You heard me," instead of like, "You feel me." Uh, okay. You mix in two different. Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot you were. Uh, you were. No, it's okay. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That nigga said you're a handsome young fella. You need to vax that thing up. But anyway. But a lot of those lyrics, but like Juve didn't rewrite the whole fucking shit. A lot of that the the people gave him and he just rewrote it. You know, he added some some whatever on it. But I mean it's a cool little song. It's a it's a relevant it's a relevant song. I mean it's it's bringing the old song, it's making it more relevant. It's cool, it's fun. I fuck with Juve and who doesn't like back that ass even the white people, the white dude, I forget who his name. He's the anchor, the lead anchor for the CNN show that's on at like eight o'clock in the morning. He said, and just so you know, vax that ass off. Vax that ass off. Vax that ass off? Yeah, that ass off. Vax that ass off. It's based on the song, back that thing up. And it ain't thing, it's actually ass. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Thanks for letting us know that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was cool. I'm with it. Did that. I'm a hundred percent not with it. Like, right. I'm glad. I'm glad they got their little check, how much money. But like, this had uh, this could have ruined a classic song. You know, when like white people started dabbing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no more dabbing. Like, oh, like if niggas really could have got through a whole verse of "Vax That Ass Up," it had the potential to fuck everything up. But nobody even makes it to be an exorcist part. It's just kind of more of a novelty thing. You're like, oh, okay. Um, I don't think that it made any black person want to go get vaccinated because of the song. You so. shines don't like nothing. 
<laughs> I was just about to say, hey, what do, you think, do you think what it works? Right, don't, don't call me don't call me Moon cricket, nigga. No, but the fuck? Go ahead. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, do y'all think this shit was getting people to go get vaccinated? I mean, if it served its purpose, then whatever. Like, I don't think it would ruin Batman ass up. Like, this shit would have to go, like, super stupid viral, which I don't think it is. But it's... It was on CNN. I mean, but it's not it's, it's not promoting getting the vaccine. It kind of is, but it's really promoting the dating site. And you ask yourself, I mean, this is not like, what is it? Jew Tinder or whatever it is. Jew date. This is a this is a dating site we've never fucking heard of. But now people have heard of because of a green ass fucking song remade by Juvenile. I would. That's a win, is it not? Is this not a marketing win for this dating site? It is. I know what I know what black is now. Be okay. Yeah, oh, that's what, I mean that's what it's called. Be okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I mean it is a win for them. Um, I because the thing is, I thought it was supposed to be like something maybe Fauci paid for. <laughs> I thought it was something like from a CDC. medical perspective, like the CDC was like promoting like. Too. Y'all niggas don't want to get shot, so please get shot. So in the but. staff meeting, when they were like on the whiteboard talking about strategies to get the word out, where was Juvenile in the Fauci meeting? <laughs> like, <laughs> forget, was he like in the top five? Like, was he number one? Like, he had to be number one. He like, well, you know, they like music. It, but is it they? Is it us? That's the problem, or is it white people in the deep south? Not nah, it's like it's it's listen. They went in white people in the south. They all kind of blend together into a soup. Uh, niggas in a meeting, and it was like one nigga, and they're like, "It has to be a song about getting vaccinated." Like, oh man, what? And that nigga was like, "God damn, back that ass up." Should I should I say something? Should I say something? And niggas like, uh, "There's this one song by a guy named Juvenile." There we go. But honestly and truly, J. Joe, if you were in that meeting, you would have been the one to recommend it. A hundred percent. Like I yeah. couldn't stop. Like my brain makes me do that type. She'd be like, yeah, max that ass up. That's perfect. It, it, it's too perfect. I get right. it. But I had, had the potential to like go left, but I'm glad it did. It came and went. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a moment. But yeah, so shit, we talking about music. Let's let's stay on music. So another moment. We still got so, we still got control of the board, Chef. Yeah, <laughs> So as far as most people hold know on. me. Hold on, real quick though. I was talking to somebody and then the name of their bowling team was God's property, right? Am I and I said, like, why wouldn't y'all just call yourselves the holy rollers? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hate it when people just miss layups, but go ahead. Sorry, Chef. That's just on my, on my spirit. No, that was a good point. They fucked that up. But, um, all right. So, if niggas know me, they know that my favorite singer um, of all time it's is Al Jarreau. Oh. God. God. Not Al Jarreau. I'll tell you who it ain't. It's definitely not Al Jarreau. Jesus Christ. I don't even know what that nigga do. He did the moonlighting thing, he did, didn't he? He did sk- yeah. scat, not the porn one. Yeah, and then the musical he, scat, the musical the, scat, yeah, the weak scat, and the no, no, the thing, no. the eighties classic moonlighting. Hell shit on Al Jarreau, man. Hey, moonlighting was a good show, bro. With, with Bruce, I watched moonlighting. Oh. Like it, it came on at nine o'clock on Friday night. Was it on Fridays back in the G? 
like in 1986. Hey, but while, like while we're on 80 shows now, we gotta give a shout out to uh, to Charlie from Night Court, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, prayers up to Nasty Nate um, from what's it called? Set it off because he definitely got that pussy up out of jail. I don't so. fuck with using Nasty Nate as the role that he played, man. I feel that that does him a disservice because of the. <laughs> it goes back to the typecasting type of thing. It, what, what's his name? Charlie Robinson. Charlie, Charlie Robinson. Is he? The, is he's the same guy from Rocky? But, I don't know if he's in Rocky. No, uh, are you talking about the the trainer from Rocky? That's yeah, not, no, that's not. No, him. no, no, that's not him. No, no, no. It was. What's his name again? Charlie Robinson. He played Matt on Night Court, and he played Nate on Set It Off. <laughs> he was such a scumbag um, on Set It Off. He he got that pussy all the way out of out of jail. I'm buying Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You uh, made baby work yeah. for that little peasy ass fifty dollars, but <laughs> props to the king. But yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. So Dave Hollister, Carl Thomas, and Donnell Jones have put together a super group of Chicago niggas that can sing their ass off. I am excited for one because are they called the haters? They, they might because they gonna put together some dirty Mac ballads, boy. They, they three, three, like, three niggas from Chicago singing, man. I mean, <laughs> it's got to be some dirty Mac and going on in that in them songs. Go ahead. It's gonna be dripping with dirty Mac energy. It's gonna be dripping with uh, motherfucking I hate my baby mama energy. It's gonna be it's gonna be some fuck nigga shit, and I and I, I for one cannot wait for it. Oh man, yeah. I just hope these motherfuckers like. <laughs> So, real quick, and I'm going to get out of the way. Dave Hollister was perfect capital. So, what? I'm not fucking with you. You ain't know that. Yeah, you know. More than oh, once. Man. I thought you knew that and you were sad about it. Habitual on huh? a stepper. Uh, way my brain, way my brain works is what shit's really it out. I block it out. So, I might react to this shit five years ago and forgot about it. I didn't know that. Where he say he pledged? Clark, like Clark Atlanta or some shit. I think he had damn near tried to claim like Morehouse or something. So Jesus. why? So wait, wait, wait. So why, when you perp Kappa, do you pick a chapter in Georgia? Like no, <laughs> nobody perp like fucking like Tennessee State or some shit. Like nobody perp. It's always some fucking Georgia shit. Cause it's, cause it's Georgia kind of scam me a little bit. Shout out to Georgia, man. A nigga could be from Oakland, California, now, and you know I went to motherfucking uh, I, I played this Spelman, like. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so stupid because there's no way really to perp like your buck. So if you pick a big school, then it's more people to have the opportunity not to know you like, man, there's 50 niggas on that line. None of them niggas know him. Or if you pick some bummerfuck middle of nowhere school, then it's something like two niggas, so niggas gonna be like, right. nah. I know every I know every line from nineteen twenty six to now. <laughs> so, so there's really no way to perp, but yeah, yeah it's y'all stop perping now. But let me let me off. ask you this, uh, Chef, would you be all right with him perping? Like when they said Ben Baller, like the jewelry maker, was perping. Uh, I was like, how the I get a chain out that nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like. I guess you don't. I guess you don't pimp out your your organization. So I guess not. I don't know, man. Nigga made ghetto hymns. I still cry. I can't stay. So who's the best singer out of all three of them? 
Dave Hollister. Dave Hollister is the best. Hold on, hold on. Everybody except for Chef. Who's the best singer out of Carl Thomas, Dave Hollister, and who? Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones. Uh, I guess it's not Donnell Jones. It's It's definitely not not Donnell Jones. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Donnell Jones. I think it's Curl. I guess it's David Hollis. Curl Curl might it depends on what song we sing. Curl got some songs that he can that he can he's got a range where he where he does work. But as far as range, yeah, David Hollister. That nigga the thing about David Hollister that upsets me is this nigga joins a group every Every five years, he just was in a super gospel group with Fred Hammond. I'm like, y'all niggas oh. couldn't make it work. Oh, that that doesn't seem like compa- That doesn't seem compatible, right? It it wasn't. It was like in theory, it wasn't compatible because it's the same niggas. And they he from Chicago, Fred from Detroit. There's some. They was probably robbing each other. <laughs> yeah, right. What is <laughs> what is smacking uh, each other? What is Carl Thomas's uh, fuck nigga song? Because we got uh, Dave Hollis's what, I'm Going Home to Her. Uh, what, I'm Sick and Tired. What's the song? I know you know. His famous One song. One Woman Man? One Woman Man. That's his fuck nigga song. Chicago 85 is a fuck nigga album, though. And he, don't get he, me wrong. It's one of the best albums ever. But he's a, he a fuck nigga, though. In that song, he meets a girl like at the fucking grocery store and be like, oh, man, I ain't seen you, boy. We used to fuck, didn't we? That's this whole conversation. We used to fuck a lot, but shit. Back then, I was fucking mad bitches, nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all types of whole... Like, this chick was just buying groceries. You know what Mind I'm saying? This nigga minding her fucking business. Then you got Donnell Jones. Like, I just left my chick a message. Hey, I ain't coming home. <laughs> like, I, right. I'd just rather be alone. Like, you're telling her I'm about to go fuck something else. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna break up with you right before I go fuck this chick. So my conscience, I have a... Uh, but that just wasn't Curl's image, though. I don't think he. I mean, the album was called Emotional. It wasn't Midwest Emotional. It was like, right. yeah, he you. was doing some bad boy shit. Like he didn't really get to go in his Chicago nigga. Some, bag, some, summer rain, and yeah, he had all types of other niggas writing songs for him. Can we talk about part two of where I want to be though? Because where you are was fucked up more. Because the part two was like, I'm sorry for leaving you. <laughs> Hold on, man. There's a part two of where I want to be. Yeah, where you are. Because he says, he says, where I want to be, then he's like, I want to be where you are now. So he reverts back to the other chick. This is a whole other song or towards the it's end part, of the song? No, it's it's a different song and it's part two of, of that song. Oh. Who, if you pull who that thought shit, that was a good idea? No, that, is that it part two or part. you say it's part two? Nigga, it's really part two. Like it's, it's like it's called. No, Where I'm just are. asking. No, I'm trying to get context. Damn, oh, no. It's no, because like no one likes that song. I think I'm the only person that likes that song. So I always have to argue for it. It's where I want to. It's called Where You Are, but it's where where um where I want to be. Part two. Like if you pull it up, like on Apple Music, some shit like that, it'll say Where I Want to Be Part Two. Um, you y'all heard it. It's just like you know. We haven't. We we definitely have not heard it. Cause I like where, I, like Seriously? a song. Oh Lord! Cause where I want to be is one of those songs that I think I sound good when I sing it. So you know, shout, it's one of my favorite songs. You sound good singing um, where I want to be. Cause it's your right. Oh shit, my phone did. I mean where you are. 
Um, since we're talking about music, I had a hot take, but because I'm not back on Facebook, I put it in a group and uh, like because I don't have any friends, nobody saw it, so I deleted it and I'm going to do it again. Um, but SWV's first album is the best R&B female group album from the 90s until now. The first one? Yes. Hmm. From from, from the beginning 90s. to now, from the nineties to now, I'm not talking about the Marvellas nigga in the That's what I said from the nineties. So you are taking out. That's a good album, though. I'll tell you who I'm taking out because this is what people want to say. They want to say Destiny's Child. They want to say TLC. Uh, no, 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 TLC belongs TLC on there. Now. TLC, the Crazy Sexy Cool album, that belongs there. That Listen, belongs that, in discussion. It is definitely in discussion. It it is, but I'm gonna let y'all think about it, and you know, I'll I'll bring it up on the on one of the polls on Instagram. But you're also but, biased. You're also like a a super SWV fan. But I also am a super super music fan. So there's that. So Crazy Sexy Cool has Creep, Dig It On You, uh, Red Red Light Specials. Specials like this is McDonald's, Waterfalls, Waterfalls is a classic, and that's it. You got four, you got four certified, right? They did, they did that remake of the Prince song to that shit road. What song? Why was your girlfriend that song? That shit, that shit road. Uh, I can, I can go back to it. If I was your girlfriend, yeah. does anybody remember that song? I just like they did a re, re rendition of a Prince song and it wasn't it didn't suck. I guess. Um, but all right, so yeah, again, that's not a yeah. If, cert- I, if, I, if, I, if I was your girlfriend, no, no, I just saw it and heard it, and it's not uh, a certified anything. Uh, SWV, uh, we got we got anything, right? I'm so into you. Yeah, right here. We. You're always on my mind. Are you always on my mind, rides? Right. Downtown. Downtown was so nasty and wonderful. Right. And the right here, human nature mix. (laughs) The remix was on that too. Okay, I, I I don't know, man. You might That's have, what I'm saying. You got five to six debatable. And this is groups, right? Groups only, right? Yeah, you're talking yeah. about groups. Because I can't think. I mean, in Vogue first album, maybe. But Destiny's yeah. Child first album was good, but it still didn't have enough. Destiny's Child, Destiny Child's first album wasn't their best album, though. Writings on the Wall, was right, right, right. Their best album. Right. Writing on the Wall was their right. best album. And they still didn't have enough enough heat, but. Again, I'll put I'll put the poll up. We can argue later. Or was it Destiny Fulfilled? What was the one that the had, one that had bills on it and all that shit? Yeah, that one. Whatever that one had. No, that wasn't their best one though. I get no. You might. I mean, I, I'm not gonna argue. You might be right. Bill, Bill, say my name. Survivor, jumping. I don't really like none of that shit. I didn't like none of them songs. But the writings on the wall was the writings on the wall was I think was their best. Soldier had Destiny Fulfilled is the one that had like the jams on it. Like some, it had Soldier and Cater to You. Yeah, 
I fuck with I fuck with that album because it had like some some sweet shit in there. But that's the thing; these a lot of the albums like have three sweet shits, maybe four, yeah. but it doesn't have like five sweet five shits. Or six. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, I would agree. You're right. I agree. All right. I guess you I never thought about that shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we gonna go into this shit then. Finally, um, well, not finally, but Drake. So, I think that you we discussed this in pre-production uh, about Drake being on a date with a young lady. Uh, apparently, he set up a date with this, this young boy who plays for Sierra King, and that's where uh, you know LeBron James' son goes. This nigga's the star of the team. His mama apparently thick and light skinned, like Drake will be liking. Um, and they went on a date at uh, Dodger Stadium. And it was caught on tape. Uh, and um, I don't know all the details, JJ. I want to learn more about this. I know you brought uh, I mean, you gave a pretty good breakdown of it. Um, some helicopter guy swooped in, or they don't know if it was a drone, and like saw. Drake, he he had matching matching not matching jerseys. He got Dodger Dodger jerseys made with their names on it, like her oh, her name on hers, and like I think he had the boy on his. So you know, it was real. Uh, you know, it was cool. You know, cool rich nigga shit. Um, but I saw a lot of discussion on the internets on Al Gore's internet. Uh, just. Women talking about, yeah, that's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you're supposed to take a woman out and blah, blah, blah. And like, where's the romance and blah, blah, blah. Right. So a couple points. Right. Um, Is it really? I guess it's. I guess romance is like subjective. Right. Right. Cause I know a lot of niggas would be like, "Oh, nigga, if I had Drake money, nigga, we'd have lunch in fucking, you know what I'm saying, Paris, and then dinner in Italy, you know what I'm saying, in Italy or whatever, you know what I'm saying." So it was just a whole bunch of that. Um, but it made me think about like one of my homeboys, and not my homeboys. This kind of happens when you have like uh, friend groups, and your friend groups, and your girl and friend groups. Sometimes you have one guy who's uh, husband of the year. Um, and I think on this podcast, if you've ever followed Wood, uh, he talks a lot of shit. But man, that nigga does a lot in his household. Um, if your old lady asks you to switch out a fucking doorknob and you can't do it, right? And like, you really just don't know how to do it. Maybe YouTube, you've never done it before. Uh, and then she comes back. It's like, damn, this shit's still not changed. And you'd be like, damn, I'm working on it. And then this nigga Wood is doing like electrician work, uh, HVAC work. This nigga has like an illuminated bar. This nigga... Uh, Everything in his house is plum, like nigga, nothing <laughs> creeps. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this nigga be doing the damn shit. This nigga built a whole uh, club downstairs, right? Um, sometimes your niggas can shine on you, dog, and you not even know it, man. Like, yeah. sometimes Wood has has raised the bar uh, for some of the homies, man, and he be making some of the homies look bad. Like, he doesn't know that. Like, they only confide in me. Um, <laughs> but, 
I just want to let you know that sometimes your homeboys can, you know, shine on you, make you look bad, man. So, um, what what would say you, man? How do you feel about shining on your partners, man, and making them look like horrible husbands? Hey, man, I feel like you shouldn't dim your light, man. I feel like <laughs> so niggas should step their game up. No, I don't feel like niggas should step their game up. So we're basing this off the Drake example, right? Is that yeah. what we're basing this off of? So Drake uses a business model that is very popular in the what is it the 2010s and 2020s is just pay for the shit. You know what I'm saying? Outsource. Grand gestures. You know what I'm saying? Throw money at the motherfucking situation. You know what I'm saying? Let's just do something bigger. Let's just be bigger than the next nigga. That's pricey, my nigga. Like you got to keep outdoing the next nigga. And that's easier. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to go get the BBL than go get it. You know what I'm saying? To go to the gym. So that's what motherfuckers do. But I mean, to me, it's easier to just like learn something new, like just be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Go learn something. Go learn how to work with your hands. Learn how to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I grew up with. My granddaddy worked with his hands and he built things. He was a man's man. He would go work on his car. He would go, you know what I'm saying? He'd go drink. He would be a man about his shit. And my grandmother loved him because he was a motherfucking man. Now niggas don't try to be a man. They, they don't try to be that nigga. They just try to like pay for the motherfucking shit. And while that may seem easier at the end of the day, man, you, you we talked about it last episode, man. Like you're paying too much for the pussy at that point. Hey, but my dog, for one, my dog doubled down. And like, yo, stop being a bitch though. I get it. Hey. Bro, like, like how many niggas do you see out here that are trying to pay for the pussy? Like nigga, like all you like you you bought a small shirt with Balenciaga on the front. You <laughs> you bought the same Audi, you bought the same Audi that every other nigga out here that wants to fucking make a little money got. You got the same fucking Audi. You listen to the same motherfucking music. You do the same IG posts, the same mottos on the IG posts. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas are just carbon copies of other niggas. And it's like, Not, don't right. none of y'all niggas know how to change a tire? Like, don't none of y'all niggas, like, grow vegetables or nothing? Like, you could you can differentiate. Women like men that are different. They like women that stand out. They like women that excel at things that every other nigga's not excelling at. So unless you're going to outpay every nigga that's out there, then you need to differentiate yourself some other type of way. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to be cheaper than what the fucking nigga like Drake is fucking doing. I mean, unless you think you about to run out of fucking stadium. Yeah, I mean, no, you're 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 correct. I mean, I think it's like with the Drake situation, like you already know my feelings on Drake. That nigga, they kind of green to me. But in general, the goal is to be unique, but niggas don't be unique no more. But the problem is, if you're looking, like everyone's looking at the same, going through the same lens, which is social media, they see what that nigga doing, and they see what niggas are doing, like niggas like kind of being show show offs, as opposed to just doing the basic shit that that you respect, like holding down and being a man. Like to your point, like the 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 definition of manliness has has shifted a bit. Because of social media is what I'm thinking. Absolutely. I know we get into well, that. Well, I think I, 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 yeah. But and I, you talk about yeah. you talk about like I'll paint a nigga like 
even amongst your circle of friends, you can be that nigga in your circle of friends. But the minute she goes to All Star Weekend, it's a wrap. It's over. Because you're not out spending them niggas. There's nothing but dope boys and like Euro League niggas and regular league niggas out there. Like, well, what you going to do then? <laughs> your little job, I mean, okay, you make a little money working for the Department of Education or you work for the, you work for TSA, but what you about to do with a nigga who plays ball in Europe or plays soccer, you know what I'm saying, somewhere? Like, you don't have that type of spending power. And if you don't have anything else to fall back on, it's a wrap. You, you, she belongs in the streets now, bro. But my thing is, I think we talked about it before. It's kind of like if you use superficial bait, you're going to catch a superficial fish. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so sir. Like, if you, Talk your shit, King. <laughs> so if if that's what you're using is throwing money at it, then whoever's throws the most money at your fucking fish is going to get it. You know what I'm saying? So you, if you're out here and you're out here fishing, man, you got to be careful about what you put on your hook, man. That's that's all it is, man. So like, I feel like some guys feel pressured to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe that's what they see that the girls, they like doing. Or maybe they just end the social media. And again, I always say I'm so happy I was born at a time where I know what life was before social media. So I can differentiate between real and fake and show off and whatever. But I mean, if you see G Herbo and whatever his girlfriend is and whatever he's buying her fucking Lamborghini Jeep and your girl looking at you to buy her Lamborghini Jeep, you don't need to be with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not making Lamborghini Jeep money. But if that's what you break in the bank to try to do, like Wood said, like once you get around a nigga who has it, then you're going to lose your chick. You know what I'm saying? Big bank take little bank. Yeah. I used to date a chick in college and I remember she was pretty superficial. She was she was cool, but she was pretty superficial. <clears throat> but I got an internship um, where I was getting paid. It was a year long internship. Where was she from? Uh, Jacksonville. Mm. And they um, Florida, Florida chick, mm. and sh- and they paid me sixty thousand dollars for the year, which is a lot for a nigga don't have that don't have shit. So I was like, and they they paid for you know what I'm saying they cover a nigga's um, living expenses. So really, all it was was just me banking banking that money, or for the most part. So um, I was pretty happy about it. Uh, I know. You know, we we would do things like I would flyer up there, and we would go to New York, and we go kick it and do like all sorts of stuff on a pretty regular basis, because I could afford it. It wasn't nothing crazy, but one of her friends dated a nigga who was in the league, and she would always compare me to this nigga in the league, and I'd be like, um, I'm, you know, I'm just a regular ass nigga, right? I'm like, I'm 21 years old. I don't. I make I make a decent I'm making a lot of money for a 21 year old, but I ain't gonna buy I ain't about to like break the bank, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I remember for Christmas I got her like a a, a tennis bracelet with some little baby ass diamonds, nothing crazy, but something nice for a motherfucking uh a 19, 20 year old, you know what I'm saying? And she cried about it. And she was like, such and such does this and for for such and such. And, and all I'm getting is this. I wanted like a Gucci bag or something. I was like, 
Gucci? What is that? I didn't know. I didn't even know what Gucci was back in 2004. So I was like, what the fuck? How? All these line brothers you had? Like, never mind. In 2004, was Gucci cracking like that when niggas wearing big ass jeans and shit? But Gucci's been cracking since. Amen. 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 You talking to the Gucci frame king down in the your lower quad box, five stacks. <laughs> <laughs> but the Gucci frames um, wasn't, wasn't costing like that. You could get that from your eye dog. Oh, no, nigga. Uh, it, it was costing now. Always cost, always it was costing now. I'm wearing. I'm wearing Eve St. Laurent glasses. Them shits, them shits don't really. No, these are Dolce and Gabbana glasses. Damn, you just get them shits your insurance. Hey, I'm still looking for the fifty dollar Gucci frames. I ain't found them yet, but I'm still looking for them. But what no, saying, but what like, what, what y'all having sex? Yeah. And um, <laughs> it was disgusting. No, because I'm about to ask because I got questions. Now. Was was this like the best sex you ever had? Do you think she was at that point? Was she like the most attractive chick you had ever had at that point? At that point, yeah. Okay. Because when niggas get with like, and this is a whole other topic, when niggas get with like the best looking chicks they've ever been, boy, they 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 do a whole lot of do a whole lot of shit. But that's a whole other topic. But my thing was, I was like. I guess my whole it, the lesson for me was like you shouldn't compare yourself to other motherfuckers, like you know what I'm saying like look at your own goddamn paper. Like if you look at your own paper, you wouldn't you'd be like oh this is actually unique. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like it's not a it's not like my friend who's dating a nigga that, that, that's a professional football player, but it's, it's straight. But then I was like okay, but it was it, but it was good for me because I mean. Guy looks out for babies and fools. I was like, okay, cool, cool. Now I know. So, but but that's what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to just kind of like look at your own situation and live in that. Yeah. Don't do that. And then it's worse now, obviously. I mean, it was 2004. And I think Facebook just started cracking in. But it's like now niggas look at motherfuckers' paper permanently. And because that's all they look at. And they when you say look at somebody's paper, you like keep your eyes on your own test paper, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because paper is another term for money so yeah you're right you're i mean right. we've got to a point now and it's not even about men and women man it's like niggas don't have hobbies no more you feel me like you like me like the shit that i do is a hobby you know what i'm saying it gets me away from whatever the fuck is going on without like pouring mass amounts of liquor into my body if i had a bad day i can go do some some woodwork and i'll be good or back in the day a man would go to the social club or something like that he would go shoot pool he would go work on his car. He would go, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit, ho- the hobbies that motherfuckers have. Go fishing. Like fishing, nigga. Fishing. fishing. Niggas yeah. don't have that no more. Bitches are niggas' hobbies. And it's like, bitches can't be your hobby, bro. That's an unhealthy. You might as well just do drugs and drink poison. Because what <laughs> happens, because honestly, what happens when you get in a relationship? Not only are you in a relationship now, but your hobby is also gone. You have no, you don't have anything else. What do you do to release? Cause you can't go get on bitches like that. Your hobby now becomes either getting on chicks without your old lady knowing, or you just gotta go find something else. And a lot of motherfuckers can't deal with that shit. So what do they do? They fuck around on their old lady. I mean, that they've been on the hose their whole life. That's all they know. Niggas need hobbies. Go bowling. It's okay to be a bowler. It's all right. There's beer there. My dad does the bowl. Hey, man, bowling is fun as fuck. 
You know what I'm saying? No, niggas need hobbies. Need to be a shirt. Go ahead, print it up. Yeah, let's run it. What is the nut go? Niggas need hobbies. Niggas do need hobbies though. There's plenty of hobbies out there. Plenty of hobbies. Cool. What was, what was next on docket? <laughs> nigga spelling, nigga. <laughs> Learn how to spell. Right. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, so this was like this is a topic that came up on the internet today. So I think it was the shade room asking men to share the things women wish they knew about us. No man, it wasn't the shade room. Please don't get the shade room props. I, I saw it. Oh, I don't want to get. I don't want to get. No, it was like spiritual. Word, I think. What spirit, is it? The spiritual word. I think it is. It's not. A, yeah, that's a, what it is. It's not a religious oh, no, site at all, better. but it's a spiritual word. Spiritual word. Yeah, it's better. Anyway. It is. So I think there were a few examples. So basically, it was just a thread um, that were men were kind of conveying this, the stuff that they wish there. Like a significant other knew about them. Not um, even their significant other. It was just things that they wish them. women knew, right? And right. Fair. So um, I think let me pull some examples they had. So a few examples they had were uh, I think someone said like um, just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I'm not enjoying my time with you. Uh, we aren't great with hints. Communication is king. Uh, I really like to hang out with my friends because I love them, not because I don't want to spend time with you. Just, just, I mean, and I think, I mean, the funny thing is, I think this is pretty typical. These are fairly typical thoughts across um, the landscape for men. Like, I didn't, I didn't see anything that necessarily stuck out. And I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? I think these are pretty common. I don't know about y'all, but. Did you, did you, uh, you agree with the erection one? That was. Yeah. Also, some, sometimes you have, sometimes you have issues maintaining an erection. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's talk about. It. Wait, don't don't we all? I mean, I thought that was fairly kind of sometimes it's just. Hmm. Oh, you like better than me. I mean, I mean, no. I mean, I, that, it just may not be my time. I mean, I'm not saying I never will have that problem, but it happens to different people at different times for different reasons. I, I'm I'm not judging you or shunning you. You know what I'm saying? Man, it just may not be my time to have that particular fucking issue. I mean, this nigga would dick is on point and he could build pause. This nigga want a date. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not gay, man. Damn. I didn't, nobody said it was gay. Because this nigga said pause. I was like, you don't have to pause that. And I was like, it's all sorts of just old stars for my nigga. Um, yeah, sometimes you know, it's not, you be sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I guess no one else is gonna say anything about that one. I guess I'm all alone. No, I mean the thing I about don't... it is no, but I mean it may not be an erectile dysfunction conversation, but it may be a situation where even though men are probably most men by and large will have a higher sexual drive than a woman based on certain particular periods in a man's life. Right. I'm not saying that men always do. I'm not saying that women don't. So on and so forth. But just because men have higher sex drives doesn't mean that you should take for granted the. I guess the process of making a man want to have sex with you. Right. I mean, we. I mean, of course, we're going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we're attracted. But 
sometimes the initiation of a woman to a man is good. Sometimes it's good for a woman to try to take it to a new place, right? I mean, men don't always want to be the person that's like leading to, well, let's go and do this or, you know, I'll be the nasty one and you kind of follow suit. You feel me? It's yeah. good if the woman takes charge of her. Se- I mean, because women already take charge of their sexuality, but it seems like a lot of times it may be up to a point. Like, I'm going to take charge of my sexuality up to the point where you're supposed to take charge. And sometimes a man would like some cooperation. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, and that's a good point. I mean, and I think I think that's the big part of it. It's not necessarily a situation where I don't have erectile dysfunction, but it's more like I didn't say you did. You know, by the way, I didn't say you did. I just no, no, no. I'm just I'm just making it clear. But it's more like <laughs> a situation where, you know, like to your point, like I don't want to necessarily warm myself up all the time. You know, it's like it's like a mutual thing. Like we should all work together. So I think that's a I think that's something that gets forgotten sometimes but I think but I think someone did say that something to that effect um, like men love being the target of a romantic gesture many men never have been I wouldn't say well I said never met I don't know about that part I don't like blanket statements but yeah, yeah. something like that yeah I mean you I love I, blanket statements though first of all I don't I, I, don't, I don't I don't I don't I like blanket statements when they're not blankets not pallet really, statements. Like pallet statements. Um, or, or the other ones. Well, you, you didn't read any angry, of them. You, you didn't read any of them. Hmm? I mean, what's yours? Well, how do you feel? Um, I, I have to think about it. Y'all can go first. I'm trying to think of what, what I would add to the list myself. But y'all have anything that y'all would add to the list? Um... I would add that men are not as smart or as diabolical as you think they are. Mm, that's a good one. Women always are like, oh, well, this nigga trying to do X, Y, and Z, and this nigga got an angle, and this nigga trying to get over, this nigga trying to be slick. Most times, niggas are not. And by most times, I'm talking 75% of the time, niggas are really not trying to be slick. Like... Why is this nigga not answering my text messages? He with another bitch. Now the nigga's probably in the middle of a Madden game. Like, and it's really that simple. And a lot of times, a lot of times, niggas are in trouble. And I'll even just use myself as a use case. A lot of times I'll just get in, not in trouble, but I'll just get fussed at or some shit. Because I'm just aloof. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just... The way that men think is so zeros and ones that we don't understand all the nuances of life that y'all do. So expecting us to understand that and to see that and to constantly be aware of that. Our brains are just not wired that way. And there's nothing that you can do in weeks, months or years to condition us to be that way. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing you can do to change a man to think the way that y'all think. And I know that's what the way that women want us to think, but it's just it's not in the program. That's hey, you know, one. you know, using aloof was aloof. Like, nigga, you are aloof. That's the fucking best word to describe you, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, aloof as fuck. Aloof is. I'm, I've been. I've been accused of being aloof, and I, I guess I am. But the thing is, I guess what I would say, since I mean, because you bring up a good point, is nine times out of ten, nothing's wrong. 
<laughs> that makes any sense because I think a lot of times I might be looking like just chilling like with a normal face watching TV or something Yeah. and the assumption that something might be is wrong and I'm like no I'm chilling and that's really all it means you know what I'm saying so it's, I think but I think it happens a lot like even when I talk to other niggas it's it's a, it's a similar conversation had because I guess the expectation is stillness means something's not like something's wrong I think stillness means peace but women don't have women have a broken transmission they don't have an idol so if you don't know if you don't have an idol and you're only always moving forwards and backwards what is it what does it mean to you when a nigga is idling? Like you, you, you don't understand what that means. Something is wrong if we're not going anywhere. But niggas are right. perfectly fine with that. Niggas fuck with idol. Um, one of the ones that I thought uh, was good. Uh, it was like when we tell women that we don't know how we feel about something. Did you say that one already? It's usually true, and we genuinely don't understand how we're supposed to feel. I personally wasn't allowed to express emotions growing up, and it turned into me not being able to understand my emotions. So all that to say is, um, like, a lot of men, we always discuss, like, men are taught to to not be emotional, anti-Carl Thomas. Um, so when things happen, I think we're just in it, like not really knowing how to feel. You just kind of like when men are mad, like, you know, you're mad, you know, when you're horny, you know, you're happy, you know, when you're hungry. Um, sadness can sometimes be weird. Right. Um, so like when, when my father passed, I was like, man, how do you feel? And I'd be like, man, I'm good which I felt like I was good, you know what I'm saying? But they were like, well, how do you feel, feel? Like, like I'm good. I'm, I mean, I'm sad to a point. I mean, because I recognize what, what, it, what this is. But right now, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Um, and that's how I felt at the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard when I've never really been like an emotional, emotional person like that. So just in times like that, when it'd be like, you should, I'd be like, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? And I think some women might take that as like you're not being in touch with your real self or you're just not trying to share. And that's not the issue. It's just like right now I'm kind of like just in this space that is kind of hard to describe. You know what I'm saying? And some women are can kind of understand that, but some women will keep digging until you give them what they want, which might not, might not even be really how you feel. It's kind of like when they take, yeah. right. It's kind of like when they take you in for questioning and they keep asking you something and you finally give what the fuck you want. So they leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? So that's just, that's just one of the ones that stuck out to me. I mean, and in that same vein, I mean, I think it's also like men, de- men's emotions manifest themselves differently. Like JJ, you just discussed that whole emotion thing, but like, when women get angry, they it's it's very internal. They share amongst their girlfriends. It can manifest into depression, things like that. There's many ways that it manifests when women are angry or they're upset. But men, it, it, but you know, typically the harm is internal, right? 
men express their emotions externally. When a man gets angry, he typically is violent. You know what I'm saying? We talked about domestic violence in pre-prod and stuff like that. Like, But you can't be violent. That's how you end up in jail. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's how you lose control. That's how you turn to uh, a lot of substance abuse or whatever, because that's just how men men's emotions manifest, right? I mean, you mentioned that men, you know, are taught to repress emotions. I wouldn't say it's taught to repress emotions, but I think that men also know that if you don't control your emotions, it's going to end up in a bad place, right? You're going to be violent. You're going to put your hands on somebody that you shouldn't. You're going to cuss somebody out. You're going to be able to, you're going to be unable to hold a job professionally. You could take the football field. You know what I'm saying? Like you get on the football field, it's an emotional game and you get, it's a violent sport, but you got to keep your emotions under wrap. You know what I'm saying? Or else you're going to get a penalty. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do something that you're not supposed to do to hurt your team. And that's like a microcosm of how men go about life. I have to control my emotions at all times or else I'm going to fuck shit up. Or have, or you have to have a way of taking the emotions and transferring them. So for me, hobby, like, like hobby. (laughs) Um, But for me, it was always like my hobby really was masturbation. All right. So for the longest, my hobby (laughs) was music. So I was always like a musician. I would always just go in my room and and play forever until I felt better. And then when I got older and just didn't play no more, I'd I'd use music as like listening to music or just just listening to music as that that outlet basically so to your point jj like when it was when people would ask me about like after my father passed and everybody would be like well how are you feeling right now i'm like and this is how i really am still to this day i i answer questions based on the moment like i don't think about the overall question or like how i'm gonna feel in the future or how i felt yesterday i'm really talking about I'm very much into being present. Like, I'm like, I'm cool right now. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm nine times out of 10, I'm shit. 99% of the time I'm actually cool right now, but something's going to happen later where I'm not going to be cool. Like, let's say, um, I'm feeling down. I'll probably just go, um, into a, a rabbit hole and listen to certain songs for two hours until I'm straight again. And that's, I mean, so niggas have different ways of kind of transferring that energy because we don't necessarily have the ability to express it through words or want to express it through um, like so many words, because what's the point? I'd rather do it this way because this works for me. Yeah. Or maybe that's just not the best way that maybe that's just not the way that men do it. I mean, men don't have to do it the same way that women do. Like, absolutely. Let us transfer our energy the way that we want. Right. And, and we've discussed on, this podcast before uh shout out to our first listeners my long time listeners um just because when you are the man or head of your household or whatever at some time at some point you might have to control your emotions so if you're upstairs and you hear a crash or somebody kicks in the door or a loud boom you can't panic you know what i'm saying like you can't be the one running around the room. Tripping. Oh my God, tripping! What we gonna do? What we gonna do? What we gonna do? No, nigga. Like you don't have to be like, all right. Where's the gun? Where are the bullets? Let me do. You know what I'm saying? Let so me go kill this nigga. I'll be right back. No, right. We gotta. 
we in times of crisis, like women and children on the boat first. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to keep it together. Yeah, like so many words. Like so, I feel like it's just you. You have to have a healthy way of releasing. And I think, like what Chef said, music is good, hobbies are good, um, but you have to have a release. And I think that's what, as I get older and, you know, just talking to homeboys and stuff, you have to have something where you can uh, decompress uh, or, you know, you're going to fucking stroke out or have high blood pressure and have a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a reason why black men, you know, die of all this other shit. We ride around in the car, fucking police pull up behind us. We might have n- no drugs on us, tags, legit, license good, but your fucking high blood pressure still goes up because you don't know what the fuck's about to happen. It's just, just life. So you, and most of us uh, don't like our jobs. You know what I'm saying? So you have that high pressure situation. You're dealing with your boss, dealing with coworkers you don't fuck with. Just you have a whole lot of shit that you don't fuck with. So you have to find a time and place where you can do something that you do fuck with. If that's music, woodworking, fishing, bowling, skeet shooting, whatever the fuck. And women have to learn to recognize that, man. I mean, because we've all heard, oh, you on that fucking game again and shit like that. But that game is a release for a lot of men. Hopping on the 2K, you know what I'm saying? Taking his mind somewhere else. Uh, oh, you always out with them niggas like playing flag football. Like, let that man go and do that, man. Like you, you can't compete with everything in his life because some things in his life he needs, and those things that he needs may actually be without you. And it's not nothing to slight you, nothing like that. But sometimes we need to do things that are not attached to the family, that are not attached to our significant others. And in, in the long run, it'll make him a better man, better father, better husband. If you allow that man to decompress the way he needs to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. That was, that was good. Um, so listeners, if you, um, male listeners, if you have any other things you want to add to this, you know, hit us up and share with us on our, and on Instagram or he'll put it in the Facebook group. It's something different. Share your thoughts. <laughs> Please put something different in the Facebook group. Yeah, man. It's cool. No more memes. We're going to start giving t-shirts to motherfuckers who don't post memes. You can still post memes, though. But you don't have to take his word for it. You rock with us this far on the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. With all due respect, um, Earlier, we had talked about uh, my service anniversary at work or whatever and talked about how there have been some difficult people over the years, just a handful. So ironically, one of those people is um, somebody I've just been dealing with the last couple of years. Like I never crossed paths with dude before. And I'm just like, man, this dude was like 
he was a handful, I guess to say the least. And so I had just been like really thinking like, man, what am I going to do? Because something got to give. This shit is not working. And I don't know, like this is not going to be a long-term solution. So anyway, cut to the chase. That motherfucker uh, sent me a Teams message and I was pissed off when I saw his name pop up. But the message was basically that uh, he's leaving the company. So his last day is Friday. So that worked out with all due respect. <laughs> with all due respect. Um, so I, I found it interesting that this month is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. I didn't know that was a thing till like fairly recently, but there's a month for everything now. But I mean, it's, it's a big deal. So I would say that it's important, just kind of piggyback on our earlier conversation to find ways to manage your mental health, either through therapy, um, through finding ways to cope, a combination, um, finding ways to kind of heal yourself um, and make yourself strong from a mental perspective. I mean, I think it's, it's becoming more clear to me, I guess, and maybe I could be the minority, but the, the, the fallout from the pandemic being over in quotes um, has been kind of uh, kind of relentless to me. Like, I mean, people have really come out and showed their natural asses. So, I mean, now more than ever, I think it's important to be mindful of your mental health and how you manage it is just as important as your physical health, if not more, because it, it lends to other things. Um, so, it's good just to do a self check, do, do a self assessment and then find the treatment and the, and the things that you need to get better uh, with all due respect. Uh, with all due respect, um, I need to tell people to beware of the uh, filter fish. Um, it's something that's been going around. Uh, it's getting worse and worse. Uh, and I'm not even gonna say it's just the the uh, women who are doing it. I see guys are doing this too. Uh, they can't post a picture without a filter on it. Um, I think they've got some sort of face dysmorphia where now they think that the filter picture is their real face now. Um, like you can't even like some people's whole Instagram is all them with filters on. So you really don't know what they look like. So to defeat the filter fish, the filter fish, and then like a real like Jewish fish uh, to defeat the filter fish. What you have to do is look up in the top left hand corner and see what filter they're using. And you got to filter yourself. You don't need to take a picture of it, but you need to filter yourself with their same fil filter to see how big of a difference it is. So if with their filter on, there are nine um, and then you try the filter on and say you're regularly a seven and then you go up to a nine, then you know that there are seven. This is two uh, standard deviations from um, what they really look like. So this is my tip for all you guys and gals out there with all due respect. With all due respect, um, 
I think for the past six to eight months, I've taken a break from politics, political discussions and things like that because they upset me. Um, I like to argue, but I hate those arguments because they exhaust me. I just needed a break. It was a palate cleanser. But now that I'm kind of getting back into politics, listening to political uh, podcasts, political, not radio, but broadcasts and stuff like that, I'm starting to to get not upset, but I'm starting to, get, to feel the angst and the anxiety again with where black people are in the space for making this country better. Um, somewhere along the lines, I think that black people felt that they were parallel to the country and not within the country, as if somehow if the country goes to shit, it won't affect black people. Like if the Japanese were to come today and take over a fucking America, they like somehow black people wouldn't be taken over as well. Like there's just just this mentality that the welfare of the country is not applicable to black people. Um, and I, I listened to, you know, what are our main civil rights issues that we have right now? Because they're all civil rights related. Everything that black people discuss is civil rights related. We have, you know, critical race theory. We have uh, police brutality. We have, um, our polit- our next black politicians, what is the bo- the voice of the black community? All these things that black people are concerned about. All very uh, poignant and very applicable issues. But I juxtapose that with what are the issues collectively of the country? And the country has completely gone to shit, y'all. We just had an attempted insurrection on the country in January 6th. Like, that's not... That's not a riot. It's not a club fight. Like somebody tried to take over white people within the country, tried to subvert the fucking government and take over the country. Right now we have. Um, states that are trying to create voting laws that are trying to remove everything that Martin Luther King stood for and all the voting rights that he tried to get. States are trying to remove those. And they're successful in removing them. There's no Supreme Court that's coming to save us. Like they're implementing laws that are being that are shredding the Constitution. I look back and I say, well, who are the worst presidents that we've had in the past 20, 30 years? And if you ask black people, say, how do you think the Bill Clinton did? Black people love Bill Clinton. You ask black people, how did Barack Obama do? It's like, I love Barack Obama. Barack Obama was good because Trump was trash. Barack Obama might have been the best Republican history in the past 30, best Republican president in the past 30 years, right? But we love Barack Obama and most of us are Democrats, right? Like, it's just the messaging and the understanding of geopolitical politics and what's going on in our country is just, it's lost on a lot of people. And we can't, even though the civil rights are important, we can't be sleep at the wheel and not understand what the fuck is going on, right? Like our country is being torn apart by forces that are not, it's not political shit. It's not GOP versus, versus uh, Democratic type shit. It's motherfuckers that are literally trying to take over the country. And when we go through these issues, we have to think about that, right? We have to not only fight for civil rights, but we have to fight for the rights of all fucking Americans, right? We can't sit back and be like, oh, well, they ain't got nothing to do with me. They don't give a fuck about my black ass, so why would I give a fuck about their ass? Well, because if you don't give a fuck about their ass, the country is going to go to shit, and eventually they're not going to be a fucking country, right? 
Um, that's what I'm seeing right now. That's what's on my heart. So when I see civil rights issues, though I'm empathetic and I'm sympathetic and I do want, I do want us to overcome those hurdles. You can't have a new house being built on a foundation that is fundamentally shitty, right? And I don't think that we're promoting and we're understanding the issues that make the foundation shitty. And until we get to that point where black people are also fighting for the repeal of Citizens United, you know what I'm saying? Uh, black people are also fighting for um, the the change for gerrymandering. And we are, you know what I'm saying? We are, you know, anti-gerrymandering, but we're not anywhere as vocal on that as we are about who the fuck is on a pancake box, right? Like shit like that. We need to understand what is the larger politics that is going to bleed into civil rights. That's the only way that we're going to achieve the goals that we want so that we can end racism, we can end police brutality and things like that. But until we get to that point, it's just going to be more of the same with all due respect.